Sandwich, thanks so much for showing up today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for surviving the icy, wintry, cold yeah. bitterness that is known as winter. Kev, did that uh, the storm reach you, or is it still on the way? No, no. Uh, we were spared the snowstorm. Uh, it was close, though. It was only 6,000 miles away. Oh, so <laughs> one, like this close, one like strong just wind this in. much, <laughs> this much on a really tiny map. It this would be about this, that much, this much. much. <laughs> We're glad everyone survived. Hey, guys, welcome to Geek Stuff TNG. I think I think is this the last episode of the year for us? I believe. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's cute. So yes. We will be at some point be saying salutations into the new year. But for now, we have a show to do. Oh, you're so poetic and everything like that. Yes. So welcome, or something. Or so something. welcome to episode 570, the one I've called so far, Harold and Kumar go to Planet Fitness. I had a qu- why? Wow, that's really racist, uh, sir, because that's not the guy from that movie. I, I, I'm quite aware, but it's okay. what I'm going with for now. Wow, that is so incredible. I, I think you should reconsider that. Actually, that was what they were calling on their social media as I borrowed it from them. So it's not original by any stretch. I'm just saying. What are you just saying? You 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 say everything is racist that I do. Well, <laughs> I mean, clearly OG left and someone had to fill the racist void. Oh, okay, so. that's what we're working with here. Okay, I thought that was Rocky. I'm just saying. I mean, I think people would think that was racist. Let's stick it out to the listeners. Do you think Monty was incredibly racist by calling the episode "Harold and Kumar Go to Planet Fitness"? Uh, considering one of our stories is about another actor who, by the way, is not Indian. He's Middle Eastern. Uh, and uh, so uh, so Nick just decides uh, that they're all part of the same group. Give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And uh, let us know uh, what you think of, of that incredibly racist move. All right, we'll see, we'll see what we can do about renaming the episode by the end of it then. Uh, and we want to hit on our Patreon, because even though that we are going to be going up for the holiday break, we can still talk about our lovely Patreon. Hey, uh, Patreon, you're looking awfully sexy today. Hey, now. <laughs> uh, so it's patreon.com slash geekstuff. See what I did there? I'm hitting on the Patreon. I see what you did there. See what I did? Because I'm... I just... What I do is I just envision... That the Patreon yeah, yeah. is is a going. person. Uh huh. Actually, no, I Do don't you? know where this is going. Are you, are you sure anyone. you know where it's going? You, you know what? Right. I don't. It could be anyone. It could be anyone. It could be anyone. It could be Monty. It could be your. Could be your sister. It could be Monty. It could be Renee. It could. It could be anyone. Yeah. So don't think you know where I'm going with the joke, sir. Just because you know you and I are very good friends, and I understand. You know, you and I have a lot of humor that we share between us. Don't think you don't think you know. <laughs> don't think you know. <laughs> Sandwich is that guy who who tries to ruin the stand up comics punchline. I know this one. Yeah, I know yeah, that's this one. he's that guy at the bar. Get to the other side, right? <laughs> Shut up. So for Patreon, back to Patreon, for a dollar, you're able to join our lovely Discord. For three dollars, you're able to get the show early, which is usually ninety nine point nine percent of the time Tuesday night. Um, you get a sneak peep of the prep, the prep sheet for $5. You get the weekend bonus show, which, uh, big Kev, I'm sure you saw the, uh, the, the Dumbledore did his own bonus I, I show. Did, I, did not, I did not actually see that. Is it, 
Where where is it? Is it available on Instagram? Where it's, can I see it's it? It's available on the Patreon feed. So uh Oh yeah. Okay. He he's Look, picking, No, I didn't I didn't hear it. Did he, you tape it yourself and everything? I broke into Monty's house, <laughs> took his shit. Well, by break in, I mean the window was open. So if anything that's inviting people inside the that's house. That's not really breaking in. Yeah. It might be like trespassing. Yeah. So <laughs> if most I trespassed. Uh, but you didn't break in. I didn't break. Nothing was broken. I mean, he fed the dog. He did a few other chores. So I mean, yeah, it's I, fine. I, there was like some dirty dishes. So I just did those real quick. <laughs> were, were you Were you watching his house? <laughs> what, what, what the hell happened? I was at work. I got called in for work, and he decided to just take over. Uh, but he did a good job of it. So uh, especially, uh, I'll be happy to hear that the next episode of the Sandwich Shop, which by the way you're going to be doing, we'll talk about that later too. Okay. Um, and you also get some of the vintage episodes. Which is funny because that's probably Big Cap's favorite Hold on. Part. Hold on. Hold on. Are we, are we really doing the sandwich shop? Is that is that a thing we're doing? That's what he's dubbing it, and I kind of dig it so far. All righty. <laughs> hey, just like everything else about this show, shop. everything about this show, it's subject to change. It, it, listen, there are way worse names <laughs> that we could have gone with. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and probably Big Cap's favorite part, the uh, the vintage episodes... Uh, are accessible I, in that tier. I actually have slacked off in the last week. I've been I've been busy, busy. But it's all right. but uh, I swear to you, I think those are the. It, it, it's probably one of the best features of being that level of Patreon to this show because those ep- I think those episodes, those classic episodes. I'm still in like year one, and it there's some funny shit going funny on shit. there, and. And I just, I haven't really, we haven't really hit a lot of stuff that I remember being really funny yet, but the stuff that I'm, you know, that as it happens, as I'm listening to it and I remember it, it's really funny. It's just not the stuff that I remember being funny. So I imagine that stuff will probably be really funny. In <laughs> and for $10 a month, you'll be able to get the, uh, see the show live like Will is. Right now, and I, I know other people, which I can't read the, the Instagrams from afar, but they're also able to get a hold of the live show as well. Um, what else? Oh, and one more house cleaning note. Uh, we are on the Twitters. We now, are. At GeekStuffTNG is our account. I've been posting a few things uh, there. It's about, what, three days old, I think, the account? Two days old, three days old? Yeah. So, uh it's, it's a show account. It's not an individual account. So please check us out there. Um, Sandwich, you have the show Instagrams thing? We do have an Instagram. We are currently on Instagram at GeekStuffTNG. Um, I'll be honest with you, fine <laughs> listeners. Still trying to figure out how to manage a social media account. All right. But I'll I'll be getting stuff on there more and more. As uh, time goes on, this is a uh, a learning marketing experience for you. Honestly, it is. right now, so that's absolutely. Fine. That what it, is that what it is? I mean, that's that's what I, I'm. That's what we're going right to market now. it as. Yes, that's what I, I am currently dubbing it. So there you go, uh, boys. Anything else before we get started with uh, all the stuff? We have a busy, busy prep sheet today. Yeah, I think I'm good. I think uh, I think if Kev's all right, Big Kev, you ready to go, sir? I'm actually doing work for the show while I do the show. That's that's how much I do work for this program. You are a multitasking I'm working genius for the show. Well, you know, here's what it is. There's still a lot of people who are going to Big Kev's Geek Stuff over at Facebook. Uh-huh. You know, we get those reports in like you got so many people viewing yes. pages. And I'm just like, I don't want to take it down, but like I'm just creating a new redirect 
uh, which I will pin to the top, which should solve all these problems. And it's funny. Okay, super right. duper. All right, so let's get going with the show. We have a, a lot of little stuff going on um, this week in preparation for Star Wars, uh, which maybe we'll see the Star Wars stuff for the second half of the show. We'll, we'll see how it works. But anyways, uh, Dark Horse Comics is to adapt Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology. New series set to launch May of 2020. Uh, the Dark Horse Comics will expand its relationship with the American gods and Sandman creator Neil Gaiman. Uh, we'll launch a new miniseries of the retelling of those uh, classic Norse myths. Um, I've read, I think, about maybe like a quarter of this book. Uh, I, I think there's absolute possibility. I don't know if they're going to make this in like one huge storyline. Um, but I'm, I feel like with so many people just knowing about Thor and Loki, I feel like high school kids really know more about the MCU Thor and Loki more than the actual mythology yeah. um, of those characters. That uh, if they can bring light to a new form, I'm actually quite okay with this. And I'm, I'm hoping this is successful in some capacity. Um, whether it just kind of gets gets the word out there a little bit. Um, not that really the Norse guys really need to get any, need any publicity help. But, yeah. you know, everyone has kind of, kind of had to read them for the first time anyway. So it would be nice. And again, Neil is Neil. So it's going to be entertaining. I am... Um... I honestly don't know much about this series, but I know if it's anything Neil Gaiman, it's probably good and probably something I want to, you know, look into a little bit. No, N- Neil Gaiman doesn't uh, slouch around when he puts out stuff. No, he's, so. trying, he's He's been around the block. Yeah. He's done a thing or two, or as OG would say, he knows a thing about a thing or two, something like that. Uh, and that's going to be dropping May 27th at your- Some crap that OG says. <laughs> something- to pick up my kid. Like that. So, something, something, economics- Something, something, Udalali. You're gonna voodoo, <laughs> voodoo economics. We're going to the Udalali lines and the and the picking up my kid lines way too early. Um, where is where is the OG soundboard? Oh, that's me. Yeah, uh, yeah, sandwich. Uh, no, that was me. Uh, <laughs> figuring it out, one thing at a time. Maybe for the new year. Maybe the new well, year's hold resolution. Hold on. When did that get delegated to Sandwich? That's like putting the cat in charge of the chickens. Because he was uh, the one that was supposed to be working on the sound, getting the soundboard for the show. Remember? Because I'm maxed out oh, on my side. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Um, fill it if we don't have it, Sandwich. I didn't say anything about it. In a recent interview with EW. Uh, about Thor Love and Thunder director Taika Waititi has revealed the tone of the direction of the movie uh, saying that it's going to be much bigger bolder and brighter than Thor Ragnarok teasing that the audience should expect to see some quote really crazy stuff in the film he says uh, the next Thor film I'm doing is basically we're sort of launching ourselves again on this adventure film really Uh, that was the big thing that I loved about doing uh, with Ragnarok it felt like we were just putting Thor on a really cool adventure there's always like new things to see and do. They they actually took like word for word in this article, so it's hard to read. Uh, I think we're going to double down on a lot of the crazy things and make it bigger and badder. Uh, we're just going to get some of the really crazy stuff in the film. Um, I mean, it's going to be amazing. I mean, there's no way. I, I mean, I feel like Taika has just been on fire. I don't know if he's like the the one of the more pop. I don't know if it's fair to call him like the most popular director over the last two years. But it's seen with some of his other um, projects. I think, I think it was called the the Wilder the Wilder People, something like that. He put it out maybe four or five years ago. Um, it was a comedy with the the fat kid from uh, the second Deadpool movie. Okay. Um, 
Beware of the Wilder People. Maybe that's what it was called, which was a hysterical comedy. Like, if you like that kind of dry comedy style, uh, absolute must that's worth picking up on. Um, and it sounds like he's just going to be bringing and just changing up the, tweaking the game plan, essentially, for the next Thor movie. So, which is all well and good. I mean, the only thing is it's going to be coming out in, like, two friggin' years. Uh, November 5th, 20 of 20, 2021, rather. Um, two freaking years. Two freaking years. Um, so it's not like we're going to be getting this thing anytime soon. But again, it still just kind of showcases how it's funny that there's no like flagpole Marvel movie coming out I, uh, for 2020. My thinking right now is, are they going to just now essentially set up like a female Thor trilogy or however many movies? Mm-hmm. You think they're going to end it here? I don't know. I feel like the way they're um, wording this article and the way he's talking about it, I feel like we're just going to keep getting Thor movies, which I'm not going to complain about because I like the way the Thor end of the MCU has expanded mm-hmm. over time. So I'm not complaining. But uh, Well, I remember Hemsworth saying that uh, he's willing to do the Thor movies until they kick him out. Yeah. So it sounds like they have to... Uh, take that uh, ha- axe hammer out of his dead, hit cold hand. If yeah. that's the case. Well, we also have uh, we also have the Guardians movie, which he's clearly going to be in. Yes. So the only other thing that I've heard about him doing, though, other than that, is the rumor that um, the next Star Trek movie was going to have some kind of time travel thing where he was supposed to play George Kirk again. Uh, who is, uh, you know, James Kirk's father, uh, if you recall. Uh, And that is the only other thing that I've heard even remotely about him doing. And then the last thing I heard was that they may not be doing that storyline, so there may not be a need for a George Kirk. So there's that. Um, Kev, with all the Star Wars stuff happening, uh, you're good with trying to say that all for the second half just because it's going to be such... Yeah, I think so. There's a lot, yeah. Yeah, all right, cool. Uh, let's see. Let's keep on scrolling. Uh, Disney unveils the first look of its Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railroad. Uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at the videos or see the picture. Um, but you know, we get we kind of get so wrapped up with the all the Marvel things, the Marvel side of Disney, the Star Wars side of Disney. We forget that. Oh yeah, they have these classic fucking characters that have been <laughs> around since like what the thirties, um, and they're just kind of t- putting like a new spin on them right now and it's fantastic and, and this is this ride has the new look of mickey and minnie and they're doing a great job it actually looks really solid um and if the rides are and the lines are like kind of really quick and kind of immersive at the same time this just may be like another thing in their arsenal that they're gonna be able to use i mean the way disney does lines now which i it, it, how do i say this they give you ways to kind of forget the fact that you're on a line for a while, which is enjoyable. Also, they have fast fast passes, which definitely help out on the uh, the walking of what? He's over here. Who oh, that dog? <laughs> yeah, the dog. So, um, you know, I think Mickey and Minnie, you know, as the faces of Disney, it's always good to put them on rides. You know, every single kid knows Mickey and Minnie to some degree. You know, the ears will conquer us all. And eventually we will all live in the United States of Mickey Mouse. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Disney owns almost everything. Trust me, they will own us one day. They will own Geek Stuff TNG. They're going to buy Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> For a whole $5. Ooh. 
and maybe an expired Subway uh, gift card. <laughs> next story while I'm dealing with this stupid over here. All right, next story we got going on over here. Yes, stupid. Disney Plus developing Turner and Hooch TV series. Uh, Turner and Hooch t- television series in the works at streaming service Disney Plus. Bringing back to life the 1989 Tom Hanks buddy comedy that paired a, te- a detective with a dog to solve crime. <laughs> Which sounds like the most Disney fucking thing on the planet where you'll have a dog solving crime. Where you, they just like to have dogs do real life human things sometimes. Okay, did you watch that movie? No. It is such the cutesy 80s style movie that I'm actually very okay with this. Obviously, I like dogs, so it's easy for me to say that. Especially as I'm dealing with one annoying little one right now. Um, I really hope this is actually like a legitimately good story uh, or, or show rather. And they're not making it like uh, over the top like hallmarky. Disney TV style uh, show. You know, it would be great if there's like a competitive uh, detective with a different dog in the force so that they like go against them and they're better than Turner and Hoochar. <laughs> you know, just watch the movie and I think you would really like it actually. I think it's a really good solid movie. Um, oh, solid movie. I'm comparing it like, it's like the fun. It, it's a good family movie. That's what I'm trying to emphasize right now. Um, you feel all the feelings that you should for a Disney movie. You laugh, you cry. Laugh again for sure. Uh, Big Kev, do you want to read the next story? Sure, I just finished. Awesome, proud of you. <laughs> what talking to people on okay. Facebook? Yeah, go look at the Facebook. Okay, I'll we go. will in the break. I, th- I think it's just, I think it's funny. Uh, Thor, Star or, Wars, or at Naniji uh, Kamel. I can't pronounce, I'm not even gonna try to say that name. I'm just gonna fuck it up. That's all Star Wars. Marvel's Eternals Transformation. Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch TV show. Right after that. Kumal Naniji. Yeah. No, it's Kumal Nanjiani. Nanjiani. Kumal Nanjiani. Sure. That was a good post. Shares his Marvel's Eternals Transformation. So I guess... Um, and for those of you who don't know uh, Kumal... Um, you should really, if you haven't seen it already, the movie The Big Sick, you really should see that movie if you haven't seen it, I think. It's actually a semi-autobiographical story about he and his wife. Um, and it was a really funny but really, really gr- good movie. So you should definitely check that out. Plus, he's been in other things as well. He was in, isn't he in um, the um, that HBO series, the one that's going off the air now? Silicon Valley, right? Yeah. He was in that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Uh, yeah, and apparently, you know, like every other superhero uh, character, he's got to go to the gym and buff up. And I guess he shared a link to that, did he? Yeah, he's posted About- it on his Instagrams and um, just insane looking. I'm looking right now to see exactly how insane it is. I mean, it's, it's impressive how they're able to get them to work so to, to how they're able to get these actors in shape, actors and actresses in shape. Holy shit! <laughs> exactly. All right, hold on, hold on. God, he's he's got like Hugh Jackman's arms. Holy fuck! I told you. I thought y'all were fucking. Holy shit! I thought we were kidding, huh? Yeah. I never. And I'm gonna read. So, holy God, this is humongously long. I'm gonna read it though, really quick. I never thought I'd be one of those people who would post a thirsty shirtless. 
uh, a thirsty shirtless. Okay. Um, but I've also worked way too hard for way too long. And here we are. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's a DC quote from <laughs> Dark Knight, by the way. I found out a year ago I was going to be in Marvel's Eternals and decided I want to transform how I look. I would not have been able to do this if I didn't have a full year with the best trainers, nutritionists paid for by the biggest studio in the world. I'm glad I look like this, but I also understand why I never did before. It would have been impossible without these resources and time. So big thanks to Grand Trober's Fit, who started working with me at the beginning of the year and made me understand true physical pain for months and months. Then once we started shooting, a massive thanks to David Higgins London and his team, uh, which includes at Ellis Partridge, at The Beard, beardy pt and at tom cheese man fitness for training me almost every day and making me strong limber and injury free i can almost touch my toes now and thank you for forcing me to do cheat meals david i guess that's one of these other guys matthew street catering for their delicious and healthy meals and finally the biggest thanks goes to Emily V. Gordon for putting up with me complaining and talking about how only working out and dieting for the last year. That's his wife. I promise I'll be interesting again someday. <laughs> so there you go. Pretty insane. No, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he looks, holy cow, man. I mean, he's taking wow. it all seriously. I you can't yeah. argue that so far. It's good to see commitment, you know, to the, to the role. <laughs> And do you see all the celebrities who are responding? I don't know if you're looking on Instagram. There's celebrities responding to this. John Stamos, I think I'm in love. Aaron <laughs> Paul. Aaron Paul was like, holy period shit, period. Even The Rock but congratulated him. That was him. really funny. Wow, that is really funny. So did Dave Bautista. Um, oh, did, oh, yeah, hold on. Yeah, I'm just seeing the comments now. Terry Crews, damn. <laughs> Dak Shepard, what the actual fuck, that vascularity. You know, and The Rock, extremely hard work, dense muscle is hard to achieve, looking great, my brother, from The Rock. And then the, he writes, he, he responded to The Rock, holy wow, thank you, no, nothing will ever mean as much uh, as this coming from you. Next time I see you, I'm hounding you for tips. <laughs> so, I guess he feels Damon Lindelof, my period God, period And he wrote, paint me blue And walk me around Wow, that's really sad considering a story In tonight's show later on mm -hmm. Dave Batista, I, I think is that is that I think that might be all Well, all the ones I know anyway But yeah, man, there is a lot Terry Crews yep. Brittany Snow Brittany Snow played his wife, I think, in the movie, I think. Okay. Um, Zachary Levi, uh, Patton Oswald. Patton Oswald. He said, just wanted to remind you I changed a toilet paper roll in the downstairs bathroom today. <laughs> Make sure it unrolled from the top the way you like. Was also going to do the one upstairs, but my shins hurt from taking the garbage out last week. Love you, sweetie. Oh, wait, that might be to his wife. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going Judd, on there. Judd Apatow said, I look like this too with my shirt off, but I don't go showing it off. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure he does. <laughs> so. Wow, 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 yep. wow. So there's that. 
Uh, oh, it's also worth pointing out the movie. Uh, the sh- the, it comes out November 6th, 2020. So, <laughs> but that's hit theaters in about here. So yeah. as well. Yeah, we still got some time there. Nick Kroll. Well, a lot of response. I'm I'm stopping before I just scroll through all of them. But yeah, I mean that. I mean, good for him. Incredible transformation, and he's right. You know, if you if, if you know if you have those resources and everything else, hell, even sandwich could look like that. Yeah, seriously. You know, if you if you have that kind of time and those kind of resources, yeah. If I hit the Powerball, I would look like that too because I would have the time <laughs> and the proper training to look like that. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There you go. There. You go. Nobody has that. Nobody has that time. Sandwich, I feel like you need to read the next story. I don't want to. <laughs> it hurts my soul. Uh, so apparently, uh, Watchmen may not return for season two, says. Uh, and, oh. Right. And I'm literally on the season finale on that show. Yeah. And I can see why. Oh, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I personally really liked it. I mean, I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it, but I kind of, you know, and I think Lindelof in this really long explanation, um, Sunday's finale actually serves as a very suitable series closer, not just a season ender. Wait, I disagreed strongly with that, but you know. that was the season finale we just watched, right? Wasn't that the one that just last, passed? last Sunday was this, the season finale? Yes. Two days ago, sir. Yeah, but I, Okay, I didn't know what episode you watched, and I still don't want to spoil anything. So, yeah, no, I knew that that was the season finale, and you know, it says that it's a very suitable series closer, not just a series ender. Well, I haven't watched it yet, so I can't say. I, um, as someone who watched it, disagree, but I mean, what the hell do I know? I'm only a sandwich. Well, no, no, I express your 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 disagreement. Well, it's because like they ended it. I feel like at a point where it's. There's still a lot of stuff to do. Like, there's still places to go with the show. You could end it there, but I feel like it'd be dissatisfying. Did, you know? Is it? No, I haven't seen a, a hot second of this uh, show. So, is it something that it looks like it's crazy expensive to to put together? Maybe They're that, really maybe, expensive. Really Their episodes are really expensive. Yeah, that I read somewhere else. So well. maybe that has a maybe that's the driving force. You know, maybe the the returns on the show just aren't where they need it to be to justify spending that kind of money. I don't know. I thought the show was good enough that we could at least get out of season two. I'd be fine if that was where they ended it, but I think a season two would have fit well for the show. I think the way they they built the universe, you know, for this show for this season and everything going on, I feel like yeah, we could do a season two and we could end it there, and I'd be perfectly fine with that. I feel like ending it at a season one just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, maybe they'll consider like a, uh, a, like a, a movie of sorts, like a straight to video kind of no. Style movie. No, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh, Lindelof says it's Lindelof, right? Yeah. Uh, he says, I can't say that there will definitely not be a second season, but I can't say there definitely, there's not going to be a second season. There's not, they're all off doing stuff. Regina King, it says right in the article is directing a movie and will be for the foreseeable future. So that's, you know, eating up her time. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea that he talks about where it's like true detective or Fargo, where it's like one series, one story, maybe one director, one group of actors. If they did that in the Watchmen universe, it might be okay. Maybe, but I don't think that was their plan. I think they planned on this being much bigger than it actually was, even though it did do quite well 
in the uh, series finale, we have that story here. Yeah, I was just Watch about to say. Finale hit series highs for first night viewing. So um, Sunday's installment posted series highs in both on-air viewers, 935,000, and multi-platform audience, 1.6 million uh, for the show's debut night. Uh, replays and streaming gave the first night audience a 71% boost over linear airing, a little behind the 87.5% lift for the series premiere, which was just under 800,000 and 1.5 million, but consistent with other HBO series. Um, premium cable outlet HBO says uh, Watchmen finale also hit record highs for digital debut. Though HBO, like other outlets, doesn't release complete streaming data. Of course, they don't. Um, Watchmen is averaging better than 7 million viewers per episode across all platforms per date. Um, so, yeah, um, there you go. Yeah, no no sign uh, that we're going to get more of it, though. I can't say as I'm disappointed, and I can't say as that I'm, I'm happy. I'd like to see if it did turn out to be more like a Fargo or a a true crime, whatever that show was. Um, if it turns out, if it turned out to be like that, where they got another director in, you know, all right, that so they had him, let's say they get, you know, like Taika, uh, Taika Waititi in there. And then he does seven episodes as a season, like American horror story, mm-hmm. um, like those kind of anthologies. I would be fine with that. I just don't think that's the direction they're going to go, which on the one hand is too bad. But on the other hand, it's kind of like I can see maybe where they might not want to do that. So I'm kind of curious, just if you compared it to like Westworld, with the ratings are ex- are exactly what the the budget was exactly, you know, how over under they might have been, just to kind of see like the financial aspect of of the show since Westworld was was you know kind of uh, recent and everything. So I think Westworld is losing people every season. Agreed, I totally agree. I'm just curious on the budget. Uh, yeah, I you know, don't know. Uh, when you put the films or the shows rather side by side, so there also are a lot of. I mean, for Watchmen fans, like here's a question, uh, Mr. Sandwich: Where's Night Owl in jail? He's in jail. Yeah. Did they say that? There was like a brief minute, I think, where they said he's in jail. I missed that entirely. I didn't. I didn't I, hear that at all. I think they did. What's that? he in jail for? Because vigilantism is illegal. So I think oh 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 I think he and, got put in she but she's not in jail I think because she became the FBI agent I think that oh was... so therefore she didn't go to jail but she let what's his name go to jail yeah I think it something like that happened it wasn't exactly here but I'm pretty sure he's in jail right now that's and weird she's working for the FBI catching vigilantes because it's illegal for some fucking reason. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird, I don't know that that's a weird thing. So I think obviously you could do something with night owl. Yeah. You could do a story that predates this one that talks about what happened to night owl. Uh huh. You know, like that's something my thinking could be like, you know, they could do kind of like the American horror story thing where it's the same universe, but you know, season one takes place in Tulsa. This one will take place in fucking, Miami or some shit, you know, just right. Yeah, no, I no, I, I agree. I think that's something that could probably work. I just don't think, I don't think that was their intention, and yeah. I don't know that they're gonna do that. Plus, you really had you had three of the main characters in this series. You know, you had Doctor Manhattan, you had Oz, Ozymandias, as they pronounced it in the TV show. How the fuck you pronounce uh, it? 
and you had Silk Spectre too. So, you know, like you had three of the main characters in. I mean, Rorschach's dead. You're not going to get him back, but they managed to, you know, use that. You know, they managed to use that that uh, that character a bit. Um, but other than apparently mentioning for two seconds that Night Owl was in jail, which I totally missed, that's all of them. Yeah, at least from the book. So I mean, you, I mean, there are other things you could do. There are other characters you could explore. Like I thought the character exploration in this series of um, Hooded Justice was really great. Now it varies largely from everything we were told about Hooded Justice in the book, uh-huh. but that that's something they certainly could do something like that. They could take one of those kind of off heroes and you know follow what happened to them and so on and so forth. I mean, there's a number of things that could be done. The question is, do they want to do them? That's all. Or the, do they want to do them that way? Well, anyway. It sucks to see that we might not get a part no. two. I'd like to see a part two, but, I mean, it won't be the first time I'm disappointed that they can't finish the show or the last. So. Well, you're ending on a very optimistic note there. So. Oh, well, I know HBO just kind of <laughs> likes that. If they're going to ax something, they're going to ax it. All right, all right. Uh, we have the first teaser images right now for Lock and Key coming on to Netflix. Uh, Joe Hill uh, teased one of the photos, uh, the promotional photo, uh, and I believe it was the Netflix account show what the uh, Hill House, uh, I think it's called the Hill House, uh, looks Key like. Key House. Key House, okay. Um, yeah. have, have either of you guys read Lock and Key at all? No. No. Mm-mm. Never heard of it. It's it's. Uh, I want to say it was thirty five some odd issues. So it's a it's a pretty quick read. Uh, I think it was fantastic. I absolutely adored this. Um, I someone called it a horror thing. I call it more like thrilling adventure kind of story. Um, and I am actually crazy excited for this to come out. This was one of those books where uh, I actually reread it at like t- several times afterwards. Huh. Um, because it was just that damn good of a read. It was a very disjointed story, and I mean that in a good way, um, talking about these uh, special keys that are locked, that are uh, hidden around this family's home, um, and each key has some kind of special power and unlocks a certain kind of ability for people. Hmm. And it's over a, uh, quite a long different time period, and it was such a damn good show, uh, a series rather, excuse me. So I'm thrilled to see that this is coming to Netflix. Uh, I'm hoping this is going to become a pretty big deal because uh, I would love to see this. Uh, uh, I would love to see people pick up the books on this too, if if that's the case, because it is such a damn good one. And if you're interested in Lock and Key, there's almost always sales on uh, Comixology for this for the people who who are cool with just having uh, digital books um, on them. So Lock and Key, and I think this actually is, I believe. Uh, I'm sure there was a there's a, a website that goes into more detail. This is actually in the Stephen King universe because if I recall correctly, it shows a map and it kind of shows where um, where the whole Pennywise thing happened. Okay. In in uh, I was a Derby man, Derby man, whatever. Um, so it's kind of showing like in adjacent to everything. Uh, so it is really really worth reading the book. And when the hell is this coming out? Do do do. No, I don't see anything but a date. Oh, February seventh. Oh, on the poster right there. So yeah, it's soon. I think. Yeah, very soon. So absolutely worth uh, checking that out when it hits. Did you guys, by the way, happen to see? Um, there's a Netflix uh, f- 
short piece. I think it's about forty minutes or so. so um, called uh, the Temptation of Christ. No, did not see that. It is a satire thing with Jesus, who is gay, and a lot of Christians are very upset about it. There's there's some petitions to try to take it down. Imagine um, that. Yeah, imagine that. Um, I I watched it just kind of more out of curiosity since I was since I was off today. And it was really good. It was really funny satire. Um, nice. it, was, it was a Brazilian um, uh, short movie. Uh, and it was just really, it was really good. It almost kind of reminded me of like the very quick takes of like a Mel Brooks kind of film uh, in a way. So it was very well done. So I think he would approve the satire of that. Um, Speaking of satire. Yes. South Park viewers watched 30 billion with a B minutes of the show in 2019. It's a lot of fucking minutes. <laughs> the 23rd season of South Park finished as the top-rated comedy on cable for the seventh consecutive year in 18 to 49. Adults, 18 to 49. It's still the most watched thing. Now, I don't know if you guys watch it regularly. I, I do. do. And this season was hysterically funny. They took the whole season. They did that whole Tegrity Integrity Farms. They had a whole opening. Farms. Did you watch? I haven't. I'm not caught up. But did you see the Scott the Scott Melkinson? I always the, forget his the diabetes. Man. Yeah, Melkinson, the diabetes episode was yeah. real. I'm Scott Melkinson. I have diabetes. You know, whatever <laughs> they always make fun of him. Yeah, that's like a long-standing joke. Like they've done that joke a hundred times, and now they've like taken a really random character and they did a whole episode around him, which I think was really, really funny. Yep. Even at his home, uh, had like its own opening and everything else. Yeah. I think that's really, really, I'm not caught up. So I don't know if any of the rest of them were like that, but, um, you're, yeah, you're going mean, to, you're going to enjoy and you're going to enjoy the last movie. They're, they're just all the so good. They're, they're I, I watched all of them. They're really, really good. Uh, are they? They're not over though, are they? Did they? Finish I think the that season? I think that was the, the the tenth episode that dropped. So yeah, it would be over. And then I think I have one more to watch. There are two more to watch then, because there was two after Scott Melkinson, right? Uh, there was definitely one. I think there was one more, but I'm not a hundred percent sure, honestly, without seeing it. And now everybody understands why HBO Max put up five hundred million. <laughs> million to get the streaming rights to South Park, which sucks because who the fuck has HBO Max? I I honestly just bought it through because I I don't have I don't have cable in my house. I just bought it through iTunes. All the seasons? Uh, well, I bought them in the past, uh, right? Because when they were on sale for I guess a Black Friday sale from like two years ago, uh, right? But I just for when a new season of South Park drops, I just buy it on iTunes. It's such it's such a damn good show. It's such good quality. Oh, it's it, been on Hulu for years though. Like, and yeah. now it's leaving Hulu, and mm -hmm. it's going to go to HBO Max. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just that amazing really how those, it's amazing how those creators just pump out quality into that show. It, like, it, it never feels stagnant. No, it never. always feels timely, and it always feels, and it's always hysterical. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm upset about the HBO Max thing. That's where I'm at on this. I, I think also. I think, I, I'm sorry. Go on. Hulu is partly owned by Disney. How did Disney not pony up for this? It's animated, and they they fucking have it already. Why on earth did they let it go? I mean, it just stinks. What the? Who the fuck is gonna get HBO Max? What the fuck for? You know, I mean, because HBO is gobbling up stuff now, like 
like South Park? That's a huge win for them. And how on earth did Hulu and Disney not come up with what they couldn't come up with 501 million? <laughs> you know, like what the hell? Just stinks. I don't know. Um, where are we? Do you want to, let's see. Do you want to, we already kind of hit on Star Trek. Do you want to hit Where the are we at time-wise? Time-wise, we're about at 41 minutes. Yeah, we should take a break then. All right. Well, with that, Big Kev. With that, uh, Monty and Mr. Sandwich, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 570, the one we're calling Monty is Racist. <laughs> Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care. Hey, this is Jules Day from Firefly. Hey, this is Marina Baccarin from Firefly. Hey, this is Joss Whedon, creator of Buffy and Firefly and Serenity and some other stuff. And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff, you geek. Burn the land and boil the sea. You can't take the sky from me. And we are back with this episode, episode 570 of Geeks of TNG. The one I, I think we're calling... Monty's a racist. Monty's a racist. Trying to hand down the torch from OG to myself. So thanks on that, guys. That's really swell of you. Uh, we just heard a lovely commercial from our our good sponsor. Sandwich. It's the last day of the year, bro. Today's your time to shine. Do it for Rocky. Breathe. Just breathe. Do it. Bring it home. Bring the energy you had last week for that show intro. That's what I want. You ready? Go. All right, hold on. Hold on. All right. So you just heard a lovely little commercial from our wonderful sponsor over at Build X-Wing. So we hit on the uh, fun little facts about this. This is the only 118th scale X-Wing on the market, which is great for your uh, three and three quarter figures to have you know everything in scale and look nice and purdy. It's fully detailed and fully realized, and it comes with many fabulous things, like uh, the X-Foils come out into attack position, some R2-D2 goes boop-boop-bop, and you feel you know right at home seeing you everything in, in scale. We on the show like to highlight the Deluxe Edition, which comes with working landing lights, uh, static figures, little people mover, and it comes with a static Luke Skywalker, which you can fit in the cockpit, but... Kevin and I now, knowing some things loosely about uh, figures, recommend you use a three and three quarter figure Luke as opposed to the static one. Oh. So it looks a little better. Uh, also comes a fabulous little magazine guide with nice little uh, tidbits and facts about the X-Wing and all these other things. And it comes in a nice binder. So when you're done, you have all the pieces together and all the magazines. You can bind it up, put it on the on the shelf near the X-Wing maybe, and uh, you'll just be happy looking at it. So my... Uh, Nice little thing I'm going to say here now that I steal from Kevin every single time is this is a figure 
when you go out to your conventions and you see displayed with you know everything else where you'll have like Luke's and stormtroopers and stuff or maybe it, some other it's figures. a figure it's a figure I'd say it's still a figure to some degree a figure why is it not a figure it, isn't it a ship it's a ship yeah but action figure I'd still say it's an action figure the toy okay it's a vehicle vehicle yeah. whatever the Listen, semantics. All right. <laughs> no definition. It's not semantics. <laughs> it's a definition. It's not this fucking is semantics. <laughs> if you just let me talk, I'd be done by now. But now we're oh, arguing about what an action me. figure is. Yeah, Kevin, you're, you're the, the bad guy here somehow. Himself with. Go on. So, anyways, the X-wing <laughs> looks great on your shelf. You know, this is a piece you'll see at conventions, and you'll say, "Wow, I would really love to have this in my home, displayed amongst all the other wonderful figures." So if you want to reach them, you call their phone number at 877-544-6779. Or they also have a website, buildxwing.com. Now, what people don't know right now is that through the... through the You feel really safe, don't you? Really safe and comfortable, don't you? What people don't know is that Sandwich was telling Kev that he's his number one fan by, yeah, using, by using his driving fingers to, to emphasize that fact. Mm-hmm. Wow. Real, feel real safe, don't you? Yeah, Yo, you better hope he never comes back from Hawaii. Yeah. What was fun. that? Yeah, you better hope that never happens. God damn. Okay, so we have a lot of Star Wars stuff going on, guys. Assuming... Yeah, actually, uh, let's open with, if you don't mind me uh, interrupting yeah, you, Mr. Uh, Nick, Mr. Monty. Um, we have some first reviews in. So I want to give you a couple of lines. Just stepped out of Rise of Skywalker. It's an immensely satisfying and massive end to the saga. It somehow addresses issues, problematic characters, and most unanswered questions from The Force Awakens and Last Jedi 2. Another one says, Oh my God, I am absolutely blown away. I've never been so satisfied by a film. This is the end of an era and a franchise that has defined my life. And this did it justice in a way I didn't imagine it could. You will cry, it says. Uh, another one, when people talk about Star Wars, they talk about their childhoods, their best memories, the people they loved and shared it with. Rise of Skywalker brings back all of those feelings and then some. I absolutely loved it. Uh, another one, so I'm not too surprised, and at times I felt too much fan service was given, but Rise of Skywalker is everything and nothing that you're expecting. So I guess what well, my immediate reaction is, God, I love this franchise, and I'll miss the Skywalker saga. Another one, all I can say is, wow, Rise of Skywalker is many things, horrifying, hopeful, violent, low-key, horny, and full of the right kind of fan service. He know. No, but most of all, it's a fitting ending for this incredible 40-plus uh, year-long saga. Another one. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, really awesome. The best of the new trilogy. Really fun, lots of humor, a big heart, so many surprises. It's everything Star Wars fans are hoping for and more. A very satisfying conclusion. A lot of fan service, but I loved it. I realized within the first 20... This is another one. I realized within the first 20 minutes of Rise of Skywalker that it was the best film in this trilogy and it kept getting better right through the end. 
I'm emotional, overwhelmed, surprised, shocked, and stunned. More than anything, I'm happy. Thanks for coming through one more time, Star Wars. Hmm. Another one, wow, wow, wow. So much happens in this film, it's hard to get my head around, but it gets this epic ending right. So right. J.J. Abrams and team nails it and gives a whole new appreciation for The Last Jedi in the process. Please avoid spoilers. Yes, that's going to be tough for two days. Absolutely. Rise of Skywalker is is rocky at the start, but ultimately I had a pretty darn good time at the movies. It's a whole lot of movie that ticks a lot of boxes, maybe too many boxes. It ticks many of mine. It may tick some of yours. There will be many opinions. This is one of them. Uh, and it goes on. There's there's quite a few sort of early reviews. I loved parts. I didn't love others. I'm leaving the theater very, very conflicted about it. Ooh. 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 Don't know. Rise of Skywalker could only have been... Uh, r- <laughs> Rise of Skywalker could only have been ruder to Ryan Johnson if they had motion smoothed it. I'm not sure exactly what that means. Yeah, neither. Nah. Me neither. But there you go. Some early uh, early things in. I saw, I did see a bunch of campaigns on, on the interwebs saying, please, 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 for the love of God, don't <laughs> post anything about this movie. Let people actually enjoy it. Don't be that guy. Don't be that one. Don't be a sandwich who, who tells you that you... you, you are going to go see a movie or that you bought tickets to see a movie or you bought a Blu-ray and he tells you essentially how the, the third act of the movie takes place. So don't be a sandwich. I have wow. grown from that moment. I'm better now. You did it like two weeks ago too. So well, I did not do it two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, you did. You did. So there's your, your NBC, the more you know, moment Probably. right there. I, th- Damn. I, th- I think the best way to honestly just eliminate spoilers I'm just deleting the Facebook app off of my phone. I don't blame you. Until I see, my Instagram's usually safe because there's not. I don't do a whole lot of nerding on Instagram, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I should be safe there. But. Says the guy who's now in charge of our Instagram account. Okay. No, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I hope not to put spoilers on these. I was like that. I was like that um, with Endgame, mm-hmm. where I made sure that I I didn't go on. I didn't delete the apps. I don't think I did. Uh, but I think all I did was just turn off the notifications. Um, in case I accidentally tapped something on my phone, like got a, you know got some kind of alert like of trending topics, um, and I'm not a big fan of social media as it is, so they made it a little bit easier at the same time. So, um, yeah, so it's great to see that the fact that the the reviews for the most part are so positive. Uh, I know people are going to complain for the sake of complaining, and um, yeah, that's just about it. And but we do have some uh, interesting thoughts um, from people on Star Wars. Um, on a box, uh, and I had a conversation on the Discord because he's our lovely Patreon member, uh, talking that he thinks there might, after all, be some kind of Mandalorian tie-in. Uh, we were discussing that because of the fact that it's dropping an episode early, uh, which I believe would be tomorrow. I think it's Wednesday's tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, so he thinks that is definitely a possibility, and he's excited for the movie to start, um, to take place rather. Uh, and also, uh, the OG, he has a lot of thoughts. His oh expe- yeah. His expectations going in, and and this is this is quite long, and and I should preface by saying that I think uh, uh Big Kev, I think the OG got into the eggnog early this year, 
OG does enjoy a, an eggnog this time of year. Well, I think he had a jug of it. So he says Ewoks and lots of them. Tons of Ewoks. Small Ewoks, tall Ewoks, hairless Ewoks, hippie Ewoks, militant Ewoks, philosophical Ewoks, drunk, pervy, uh, um, <laughs> close talkers, high talkers, no talkers, mimes, lots of Ewok mimes, uh, trapped in a pret- uh, pretend tree fort Ewoks. Uh, rumor is an entire tribe of Ewoks that all suffer from IBS and they all stink. He added, smart Ewoks, like the glasses with the fancy bow ties. Uh, also, the don't assume my gender Ewoks, hashtag me too walks. And that's oh, it. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> so he don't drink out, in Discord. <laughs> so he says it was very mind boggling uh, with, with the, the Ewok conversation going on. So. Apparently, OG might know something that we don't. Uh, I I think it's uh, what the bottom of the bottle looks like. Is <laughs> maybe what OG knows that we don't. Stop. Well, Get some help. You see, I can say that about OG Sandwich because I've known him for 106 years. You, on the other hand, should not be saying things about OG. We don't want to. We don't want to kick that dust up again. What was it like when they invented color TV? I don't know. Ask your sister. Mm, I'll ask your mother. (laughs) (laughs) My my mom's dead. Real good. Real good. Okay. On that note, um, J.J. Abrams wants the original cuts of Star Wars to be restored. Yes. Uh, He said in an article, uh, I guess it's what George Lucas wanted, and, and that's what he did. Uh, and so I do respect that. Although I also feel that there's something about the original theatrical version that was, you know, for so many people, the thing that they loved as it was. And, you know, I would it would be great to have that available for a mainstream audience. I'm still hoping for the day. And I know I've emphasized I'm not the uh, the Star Wars fan um, like you guys are really by anybody's measurement. I would love to see the original three movies the way they were in the movie theater long, long ago as a marathon at a local AMC theater or something like that. I would love to see those three movies back to back and just to enjoy it in that same capacity. What they should do, and they probably won't, um, is they what they should do is, I mean, I just imagine what they're going to do is they're going to do maybe a, a Skywalker Saga box set. Yeah. You know, like one of those special things that'll be three or four hundred dollars and it'll have all kinds, all manner of stuff in it. Yeah. Um where the original cuts might be an option on the discs, which I think would be great. Um, but that's kind of a sneaky kind of you know, kind of crap thing to do. Yeah. The only way they would release the Star Wars the, the Star Wars theatrical cut in the theaters is if it was an anniversary. And we're nowhere near one. You know, okay. 77, you know what? So 27, they're going to wait till? I don't think so. Seven more years? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't mean, think so. What? 77, 87, 97, 2007. 2017 was just 40, you know? So what are they going to do? They're going to do 45. They're going to wait for 22 and release it. I mean, they could do that. Yeah, the they... 45th anniversary, it's kind of gay. Yeah. You know, 50 will be 2027. So I mean, that's, 
I mean, it's a big big milestone there, obviously. So I mean, I mean, it would make sense to release it then, but that's seven more years we gotta wait. Yeah, so, and, and I will I will say I saw because um, every now and then um, I, I'm forgetting <laughs> uh, what the arm of AMC is. They they re-release old uh, movies. Uh, Kev, I know you you probably know the name. Like sometimes they Fathom Fathom Events. Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I saw they had a Indiana Jones. I love Indiana Jones movies, not so much the last one. Uh, but I got to see the original movies in the theater because I never saw them in the theater. I always saw them on VHS growing up. Um, do you know that the Do you know the opening of Raiders was filmed on this island? Is it Was it really? Yeah. Well, the exterior awesome. shot. You know the opening sequence where he goes into that temple? Yeah, yeah. He does the bit with the sand and the idol, and then he comes out on the other side? Yeah, yeah. So the bit of him right from the moment the Paramount logo turns into an actual peak. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's actually that's actually probably about 20 minutes away from where I live. Oh, that's cool. So that whole exterior was shot in that area. And then when he comes out um, the other side and Be if you remember the movie, Belloc takes the takes the idol from him anyway. Yeah. And then the natives are chasing him to the river. Yes. Does the vine swing falls in the water, goes down those falls. Yep. Yep. All those exterior shots are all on this island. Oh, that's really cool. Did not know that. Yeah. The uh, the one thing I will say was really cool, but it, it was a great experience just watching those movies on the big screen for the first time for myself. I would love to have that same experience with the Star Wars films um, because it just delivers it in a great way. I would love, and I know this is really like holding out for hope because there are still uh, a bunch of, I would say a handful, I shouldn't say a bunch, a bunch of uh, drive-in movie theaters. I would love. I mean, to be able to do it there would be fantastic. Yeah, I know not that a lot left. There are there not are a lot left. left. I, I think can think there's of, like five left in the country. No, there's definitely more than that. There's. Are you sure? I, yes, because I actually looked it up somewhat recently. Oh, okay. Uh, across the country, there's there's much more than that. I can think of four or five off the top of my head within a, a full take a gas distance from my house. So, I want to say on on the Fathom Events front, you know, we've talked about Fathom Events on this show for years. And it's the reason that you, you know, that you may get to see movies on the big screen that you've never seen. I've gone to hundreds of those events, hundreds, Jaws, Close Encounters. E.T. Uh, I went to The Sound of Music. I went to, I don't think I, I, I didn't go to E.T. They had Back to um, the Future. I went to, I went to Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, that's cool. Ooh. The first one. I went to, I can't even, I went to Princess Mononoke. They had a whole Miyazaki one. I did Young Frankenstein. Uh, yeah, Young Frankenstein. I think I did that one as well. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's a whole – I mean, there's two things that you always should look out for as, as a film fan, in my opinion. It's any program like Fathom Events, and Fathom Events is the nationwide one, so you should definitely be tuned into Fathom Events for and sure. see what they're doing because they're constantly bringing older flicks to station, you know, to movie houses near you. Mm -hmm. That's number one. And number two, you got to locate where your your kind of retro movie house is. And there is one like, you know, there's usually one not too far away from where you live. Now, yeah. now where I live, there's none. <laughs> but where where you live, there may be one that's close by. I think the one closest to uh to you guys is probably the Lafayette Theater. Um, if you look it up, yeah, if you look so. it up on Facebook um, and follow it, you'll get the the notifications from them about all the movies, and they show old movies all the time. Yeah, and I you know, know they're showing like they're showing like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, like the the original one yeah. in black and white, oh, not colorized. Nice. 
with um, Maureen O'Hara and Natalie Wood and, and you know, all, all the people who are in it. And, uh, I mean, that's that's really awesome to see. I've never seen that. I'd love to see that on the big screen. The biggest screen I've seen it on is my 75-inch TV. Mm-hmm. But I would lo- I would totally go to that in a heartbeat to see that on a big screen. So, yeah, and from here, yeah. from here with a take of gas, you can get to the Warwick Drive-In. Um, so, yes. so uh, I mean, I went with your girl. We saw, uh, what was it? It was uh, Incredibles, and I think it was a double feature with Winnie the Pooh. Oh, what girl? Um, your girl, Renee. Was, oh, it was Renee? Yeah, it was Renee. Oh. And uh, in Pennsylvania, there there are some, though, that did not convert to digital, so they're just showing the old films. So uh, I missed it last year. I'm hoping to see it this year. Um, Wizard of Oz. You better keep your hands off my girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass that message along to her, too, so she's aware of all that. Do they do they show Wizard of Oz? That yeah, I would like. There's one in Pennsylvania. Like it's a double feature. It's Wizard of Oz and something else. Yeah. There was actually. I uh, did see that. I did see that at a Fathom event. I would like to see it. I would like to see it. Uh, I, I feel like in the car, like that would be pretty cool. So uh, I would, and but that's that would be like a day trip. But for Wizard of Oz, I feel like that's that's worth uh-huh. it. So, mm-hmm. um, are you going to put Renee in the Dorothy outfit? Is that what you're going to do? Uh, Hot Toys unveils the Mandalorian Stormtrooper collectible figures. Quick, yes, could go back to the last thing real quick. Sure. Real quick, chat a little bit. Um, sure. I'd be excited if they do re-release. Uh, the Star Wars in the old way mm-hmm. because it's always kind of jarring to me when you see like <laughs> the old um the old way the old way <laughs> like New Hope and Jabba the Hutt looks so aggressively CG'd into the shot yeah because it was like a guy in like a fursuit or something I think in the no, original no, no it was a it, Jabba the Hutt was a human being yeah I'm saying yeah it was just a guy like a little dude a literal just no he wasn't little, little. he's was a he was a fat guy yeah and he no he had like fur in his costume but he wasn't in like a fursuit he was just a human being wearing a coat yeah that's, I meant to say that I just and they wasn't CG'd over him but the subsequent releases that was originally done for the special edition of Star Wars, the subsequent sort of revisions of that, he actually looks much better. He doesn't look good. I just <laughs> think he looks better. Not good. It, it doesn't look good. And whatever. And now you know. Have you guys seen? Have you guys watched? Probably not. Star Wars on Disney Plus. No, I was actually thinking about doing a marathon. I, I watched the beginning of New Hope. Yeah, because now that's another revision on Han and Greedo again. It is so. How I would love to know how many revisions revisions. have there been? Five, just five. I feel like there would be more. Two, three, three, four. If you count the original, I think it's four because there's the original, then there was the special edition where Greedo shot first. Ugh, and then there was, I think, there was a minor revision to that where I think they shot at the same time. And then I think the star, I think this one, I think Han shoots first. But it's not as gruesome as the original cut no. or something. Or no, Greedo says something. Greedo says a word or a line or something. That's what people have been talking about. I can't remember what the word is, but like I've seen already people are putting it on like T-shirts. I cannot remember what the word is, but yeah. if you watch it, you'll see. Or if, right. you, or if you Google it. Check the Googles. Um, yeah. And and good for I mean Jay, this is obviously a J.J. Abrams throwaway comment on the red carpet that whole original thing is everybody talks about it and they couldn't have done it before last year anyway because the original uh, the rights to the original were owned by Fox 
So until Disney gobbled up Fox's assets, they couldn't have released it anyway. Yeah. So there you go. They have no excuse now not to release it, but they won't, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. Um, well, fingers crossed on Hot, that. Hot Toys unveils the Mandalorian Stormtrooper collectible figure. It's one figure, right? Yes. Uh, that, oh, it says Hot has unveiled the first look at their next set of collectible figures for the Mandalorian with a new set being that of Remnant Stormtroopers. What? I think it's just terribly worded from from that piece of the article. I'm actually clicking here. Yeah, it's going to be the sideshow uh, description. No, I know, but well, actually, I can't even. Oh, here, open link. Um, because I looked at it earlier today, and it looked like it was only one dude. It is just one dude. Oh, why is he calling it a set? I think it's just terribly worded. Figure. Did they intend to do two and they only did one? And for the record, can we just put this out there? What's that? It's a dirty stormtrooper. It's, it's a, a figure they've done literally this year with different with dirty deco. But but it has the words Mandalorian typed up at the bottom of the base, which people listen, people listen, don't have. I'm not saying I ain't getting it. <laughs> I'm saying you know, it's just dirty stormtrooper. That's all right. Yeah. Uh which will be coming out um actually about a year from now. October to December of next year. Yeah, which oh. means there's plenty of time to pre order it. I've got to rush in to do it now. And it's just a stormtrooper, which means I'll probably make a million of them anyway. What they won't make a million of uh side note really quick, uh, yeah. uh for um Monty. Yo. Did you see the snake Pliskin? I did the sideshow? I don't think so. It's a third scale, right? Which means it's like two and something feet. It's a thousand dollars. I almost cried. I almost cried because I because you know I have to get it. That's pretty good. And according to Sandwich, three of them. No, you already have three of them. They're already at the unit. No, I have none of them. This is like this is possibly the biggest collectible ever for the movie Escape from New York, and I'm debating whether I should get it. I or love not. that movie. That movie is so damn good. I know. Do you see they put out the watch also? I I haven't you been, go I haven't to, been on the I've, I've slacked. I haven't been on the sideshow. Seriously, you should go to sideshow and type in Escape from New York because I almost bought that too when it was on sale. But I was like, I don't need a watch. Ah, the watch. Three hundred. Whoa, one thousand dollars. No. But he's a third. You see how big he is? He's like two and a half feet tall. Yeah, I can't. Just, I see. That's why I like hot toys. Like, oh God, that is a big fucking figure. Holy shit! Good. I mean, it's okay looking, and it's Snake Plissken. I'm like, I, I'm on board, regrettably. I didn't do it yet, but I have a feeling also it's not going anywhere. Yeah, I think you know, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised like, if that's going to be on a sale. Yeah, that might be on a sale later on, too. That's what I'm going to wait and see. I mean, at least the shipping, because the shipping's going to be like 80 bucks or more. The watch so, is pretty good, though. <laughs> the watch is really good, right? That was just on sale, so I don't know. I'm waiting on both of them. I don't think they're either one of them going anywhere, so... Um, and speaking of uh, stuff that Star Wars is releasing, Hasbro, late to the game, is uh, now providing a billion different, ba quote, Baby Yoda or the child or the bounty or whatever you're calling them. Baby kid. Uh, uh, they're, they're, all of a sudden, they have a million things. Now, I think, I think the audacity of them, by the way, which... Um, I, I am going to – I, I want to make sure that I, I'm seeing this correctly. 
because I'm pretty sure that that baby fucking Yoda on Hasbro Pulse. Uh-huh. I'm looking to see the Black Series baby Yoda. Oh, he's not. Oh, he's ten bucks. I thought he was more than ten bucks, but with all due respect, Hasbro, that figure is an inch high. An inch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an inch. It high. is an inch, or it should be an inch. It's an inch. Like it's an inch and a half. I'm looking to see. Yeah. I'm on the Hasbro Pulse page now, which oh that reminds me I gotta call him up today. Um, uh, one point one inch, ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, no. And he, don't get me wrong, he comes with the ball and he comes with the cup and he comes with that frog that he ate. Looks like he might have three points of art. It's one point two inch according to the picture. Um, he might have. Uh, three points of articulation, neck and arms. I can't imagine he has more than that. Uh, like baby Yoda, it's actually the child. Blah, blah, blah. Stylized as fans of baby Yoda. So multiple points of articulation allow fans to pose their adorable space baby figure in a variety of poses for the display in their collection. Includes live-action TV series-based character-inspired accessories that allow fans and collectors to imagine scenes from the Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> I, I always hate those descriptions. They're so bad. Yeah. How many different ways they have they... a? Oh, sorry. No, they have a six-and-a-half-inch figure as well. They have a talking plush toy, which um, it looks to me like the talking plush is the six-and-a-half-inch figure without the talking. Or with the talking. Then they have these two and a half inch, two and a half inch sort of static figures, which I think actually look better than the Black Series figure. Uh, I don't know if you've seen those. I'm just going to call it right now that the most popular Baby Yoda piece of merch, uh, once it's all said and done, is going to be the, the Baby Yoda Funko. That's going to be the one I feel like everyone's going to be gravitating to. I don't think so. I really? think it's going to be. I think no, I think and I think this this might be sad, but I think it might be the Mattel one. You have faith in the Mattel, Mattel get one? It though? The life they got it. It's already it was the first baby Yoda thing to go on sale. No, no, I got they, you, but you think it but have you seen it? Yeah. I just didn't expect it to be a good product. Look at look at it on Entertainment Earth. It looks good. If it looks that good when it comes out, I think it'll be popular. Right. The the issue that I have is you know, and again, there's still no answer to this. How did Mattel get a license to do this? How did Mattel get a license to do a Baby Yoda product? And they're doing a plush, and they're doing it. You know, it's like life size, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. the they're doing it life size, and so, but so is Hasbro. We should ask our overseas correspondent who's all about no. The Star I've, Wars I've asked everybody, oh. and nobody has an answer to this. I've been after this answer for weeks. I wanted to be the first to break that story, but you know, also their plush, six and a half inch plush uh, from Star Wars here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says features multiple. Oh, this is just. It says. Wait, is this? This is a plush figure. Oh, it just says figure. It's not plush. Six and a half inch figure is not plush. Uh, for the record, hold on. I'm gonna look though. Um, at the other item that they have here. 
this is the talking plush. All right, hold on. So this might be, is this the difference? So the talking plush, it would seem. Hold on. Trying to trying to get it here. Okay. The talking plush is authentically styled, live action character. Soft plush body allows kids to cuddle up close with the adorable character from the Star Wars galaxy. Um, fans can squeeze the child talking plush toy's soft body to hear adorable vocal sounds from the character featured in the Disney Plus series The Mandalorian. We dare you not to melt. Ooh. It says in the press release. Quite the challenge. It, it, it can be fucking and baby he noises. Also, he also comes with a little cup, and he comes with a little frog that he eats. <laughs> uh, he's seven and a half inches tall, which I think is the same size as the Mattel one. Uh, I mean, he looks cute. I don't know. The Mattel one looks just like this. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer for this. And no one does. No one understands how Mattel was the first person to market with a Star Wars product. I mean, that, if if anything about this story is interesting, it that's that's it. How is Mattel the first company? Mattel, who doesn't have a Star Wars license for anything that I'm aware of, other than like Hot Wheels or Matchbox or whatever the hell is their line? Maybe. That's uh, I mean maybe right I mean but how are they the first to market with a baby Yoda product? Hasbro should have been all up and down this shit, but mm, I don't know. No, I don't well, know. there's a lot of baby Yoda stuff coming. I guess is the best way to kind of set it up, right? For sure. If anything, I wonder if it's gonna. We'll just watch Mattel see if maybe if they're gonna try to turn things around because they've been so they've been so crappy for so long. So <laughs> well, they have, and they lost the DC license. Yep to like spin master or some some like third rate awful toy company well, like in, spin master in reality what do they have now they have um barbie they have matchbox i think is mattel okay and i feel like there's like Maybe one kid Hobby. there's one kids line too which i'm i know i'm forgetting right now but that's just about it so i used to know don't know. That's okay. Um, but boys, I think we are going to be wrapping up uh, uh, this lovely episode. I can hear the music in the background. You hear it, Sandwich? The, the very gentle melodies. The very the gentle I don't melodies. Hear it. it's, it's I there. hear nothing. It'll, it'll, it's on the way. It'll, it's right behind the snowstorm, the ice storm that's coming your way. So Let's fight it, through the, the it's ice. Fine. Uh, but you can catch us each and every week over at geekstufftng.com. Uh, you can also find us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash geekstufftng. Uh, for those who can't see uh, Big Kev right now on the Instagrams, because that's one of our tiers, uh, he's showing us the tropical island that he's on right now, um, which is uh, the biggest look at all that snow dick move thing he's done all year. So there's that. Uh, you can catch us on our lovely social media's platform. Uh, we now have Twitter. Uh, the handle is GeekStuffTNG. We're that's also the same at the Instagram. Uh, and you can also find, a, find us at GeekStuffTNG over on the Facebooks. Uh, you can find my social media info, Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat. And um, I was going to make fun of Sandwich's sister. I said not to last second. Um, and that's it. Go on, Sandwich. 
You can find me on Instagram and Xbox Live at Fat Dumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. Fantastic. Uh, Kev, where are you going with the, the camera right now? Can you even hear us? Okay. Oh, wow. Look at that. Look at that ice storm. Holy oh, shit. shit. Poor bastard. That's a, that's a lot of driveway to have to Yeah, that's, that's a lot of stuff. Um, Motherfucker. God, this fucking tropical trees and shit. Um, Kevin, what's your social yeah, media? Kev, you should, you should post. He, he's not on the mic. Kev, you should definitely uh, take a screenshot and just post that online so they, people know why we're at least yelling at you. Um, and it's worth pointing out, saying, like I said, this is going to be our last regular show of the year. Yes. Um, I'm going to say around the time Fuck you Kev uh, Around the time when Kev came back from uh, Celebration I came up with the idea to do A kind of a 2019 recap show Ooh. Um, So I've been hustling like crazy To try to get it done um, God damn it Kev um, So uh, We will have I didn't realize that there were there, There's almost two hours worth of content so far I've edited together Nice so I think what we'll do is, uh, since we'll be off for two weeks, we'll do a part one and a part two. Ooh, so we'll good. put that together. Uh, Sandwich, you're going to be continuing with our bonus show. Yes. I will have... I want an assertive confirmation on that. I will have stuff up. Um, I had a, a, a headphone fatality, but I found a backup. So Fantastic. I should have something up and running. This fucking guy with the, the green grass, the tropical trees, the, the everything. Kev, can I'm, you still hear us? No, he can't. I'm going to try to figure out his social media for him. Yeah, uh, do you have a social media in front of us as he's just walking around yeah, seeing the, the I mean, citrus we, trees? We could just wrap it up here. You don't Kev, care. you hear us, bud? So, on all social medias besides Xbox, he's uh, BK Geek Stuff. You know, the, the Instagrams, the Twitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're looking for him on Xbox, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Big Kev GS. That sounds about right. Sounds about right. Fantastic. So if you want to play Red Dead Redemption with him, uh, Cousin Dave. Uh, not so much you. Not so much me. Uh, Uncle Iraq and all those lovely people. You can take part in that. Fantastic. He's, he's, now he's almost back at his at his. We should just end it now. Well, no, hold on, hold on. It's the last show of the year. I can't just like throw him under the... It's him fault for walking away. Well, in fairness, that was a really good joke that he just did, so... Kev, can you hear us, bud? Yeah, I, I can hear you the whole time. Oh, fantastic. Oh, sure. I, want you yeah. to, I want you to know Sandwich was throwing you under the bus when I was. Yeah, I heard. Okay, good. And with that, Big Kev. Yeah, uh, yeah. a couple of corrections. You'd probably know what my Xbox handle was if you were ever on there playing. Yeah, he walked, he walked away. He's looking lost right now. Yeah? Is he, is he lost? No, well, he, he is lost, trust me. I'm trying to squeeze by. What are you doing? What's he doing? He's trying to impersonate you. This is how we're ending the year, guys. I want you to just really let what? that settle in. How is he impersonating you? Are you trying to show... You, you probably should grab the camera that has the Instagram on it. No, sandwich. don't show my house. I don't want you to do that. Yeah, no. That's okay. With that, Big Kev. With that, Mr. Sandwich and Mr. Monty, we will bring this episode... This year? Of Geek Stuff TNG, oh, in the year, to a close with episode 570... The one we're calling Monty is racist. No, we're not. Monty is the racist. The way we end some episodes by saying, Good night, OG, wherever you are. Happy holidays. And on that note, we cue the music. <laughs> <laughs>